This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. There will come a time in the not-so-distant future when the very act of thinking for ourselves is not just outlawed, but unthinkable. We're being shunted down the road to that dystopian future right now, propelled along by politically correct forces that, while they may have started out with the best intentions, have fallen prey to the authoritarian siren song of the nanny state, which has promised to save the populace from the evils that only a select few are wise enough to recognize as such. As a result, we're being infantilized and a nauseam, dictated to incessantly and forcibly, insulated from dangerous so-called sights and sounds and ideas that we are supposedly too fragile, too vulnerable, too susceptible, or too ignorant to be exposed to without protection from the so-called elite. Having concluded that we the people cannot be trusted to think for ourselves, the powers that be have taken it upon themselves to reorder our world into one in which they do the thinking for us and all we have to do is fall in line. Those who do not fall in line with this government-sanctioned group think, who resist, who dare to think for themselves, who dare to adopt views that are different, are possibly wrong or hateful, are branded as extremists, belligerents, and deplorables, and shunned, censored, and silenced. The fallout is as one would expect. Cancel culture. Political correctness amped up on steroids, the self-righteousness of a narcissistic age, and a mass-marketed pseudo-morality that is little more than fascism disguised as tolerance, has shifted us into an age of intolerance, policed by techno-censors, social media bullies, and government watchdogs. Everything is now fair game for censorship if it can be construed as hateful, hurtful, bigoted, or offensive, provided that it runs counter to the established viewpoint. In this way, the most controversial issues of the day, race, religion, sex, sexuality, politics, science, health, government corruption, police brutality, and so on and so on, have become battlegrounds for those who claim to believe in freedom, of religion, speech, assembly, press, redress, privacy, bodily integrity, and so on, but only when it favors the views and positions they support. The latest victim of this rigid reordering of the world into one in which vestiges of the past mistakes are scrubbed from existence comes from the New York Department of Education, which has ordered schools to stop using Native American references in mascots, team names, and logos by the end of the current school year or face penalties, including a loss of state aid. This drive to sanitize New York schools of so-called offensive Native American logos and imagery comes on the heels of iconoclastic campaigns to rid the country of anything and anyone that may offend modern-day sensibilities. Monuments have been torn down, schools and streets have been renamed, and the names of benefactors stripped from prominent signage in the quest for a more enlightened age. These are not new tactics. Since the days of the Byzantine Empire, when Emperor Leo III ordered the destruction of all Christian images on the grounds that they represented idolatry and were heretical, political movements have resorted to destroying monuments, statues, and imagery of the day as a visual means of exerting their power and vanquishing their enemies. We have been caught in this intolerant, self-righteous, destructive, mob-driven cycle of book-burning, 
statue toppling, history erasing a cataclysm ever since. In such a world, there can be no debate, no journey to understanding, no chance to learn from one's mistakes, or even make mistakes that are uniquely your own. There is only obedience and compliance to the government, its corporate overlords, and the prevailing mob mindset. Censorship, cancel culture, political correctness, wokeism, hate speech, intolerance, whatever label you assign to this overzealous drive to sanitize the culture of anything that might be deemed offensive or disturbing or challenging, be assured they are signposts on a one-way road to graver dangers marked by suppression, persecution, expulsion, and the massacring of people. Whether those smashing monuments and erasing history are doing so for so-called noble purposes or more diabolical reasons, the end results are the same. Criminalization, confiscation, imprisonment, exile, and genocide. What's different about this present age, however, is the use of technology to censor, silence, delete, label as hateful, demonize, and destroy those whose viewpoints run counter to the cultural elite. Where this leads is the stuff of dystopian nightmares, societies that value conformity and groupthink over individuality, a populace so adept at self-censorship and compliance that they are capable only of obeying the government's dictates without the ability to parse out where those dictates should be obeyed, and a language limited to government speak. This is what happens when the voices of the majority are allowed to eliminate those in the minority, and it's exactly why James Madison, the author of The Bill of Rights, fought for a First Amendment that protected the minority against the majority, ensuring that even in the face of overwhelming pressure, a minority of one, even one who espouses distasteful viewpoints, would still have the right to speak freely, pray freely, assemble freely, challenge the government freely, and broadcast his views in the press freely. Freedom from those in the unpopular minority constitutes the ultimate tolerance in a free society. The alternative, as depicted in Ayn Rand's novella, Anthem, in a world in which individuality and the ability to think for oneself, independent of the government and the populace, are eradicated, where even the word I has been eliminated from the vocabulary, replaced by the collective we. As Anthem's narrator, Equality 72521, explains, And I'm quoting here, it's a sin to think words no others think and to put them down upon paper no others are to see. And well we know that there is no transgression blacker than to do or think alone, unquote. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People and its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, we are not merely losing the ability to think critically for ourselves and in turn to govern our inner and outer world. We're also in danger of losing the right to do so. The gummest war on thought crimes and truth tellers is just beginning. Keep in the war for freedom. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute. 
by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.